Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, on this Palm Sunday, I want to reflect with you on a king and an ass. I'm serious, that's what the Bible's about today. In typical biblical fashion, the gospel juxtaposes Christ the King and this donkey on which he rides into Jerusalem. And as is customary with the Bible, it's the juxtaposition between these two things that opens a door, that sheds a light, that reveals the truth. An ass, a donkey, was in Jesus' time what he is today, namely a beast of burden, a humble, simple, unassuming little animal used by very ordinary people to do their work. There was absolutely nothing glamorous or attention-getting about an ass. The wealthy and powerful, they might own horses, maybe a team of oxen to do their work. A political leader, especially one with ambition, might ride a stately steed, a fine Arab charger. They'd have little to do with donkeys. Remember, all of his public career, Jesus had resisted when people claimed Messiahship for him. Whenever they acclaimed him such, he sternly ordered them to be silent. When they came to carry off and make him king, he slipped away. But now, at the climax of his life, the end of his public ministry, as he comes into Jerusalem, he is willing to be proclaimed as king. They shout, Hosanna! They wave their palm branches, they lay their cloaks down before him, and he lets them do it. Precisely at the moment when he enters the holy city on an ass. And the gospel is even clearer. Not just a donkey, it's a colt, it's a foal, it's a young donkey, and it specifies upon which no one had ever sat before. In other words, this is a very young, very inexperienced, simple, humble animal. You don't get any lower than this. This tells us now something very important about Jesus. Is he a king? Yes, but not the way people expected. He resisted precisely their interpretation. Mighty, lordly, earthly king, conquering the enemies of Israel with the sword. Not that kind. No, he comes into Jerusalem as you'd expect the Messiah to, but not on the stately steed, but on this humble beast of burden. Because Jesus' manner of being king, his way of being Messiah, 
was the way of compassion, forgiveness, humility, and nonviolence. How does God order the world? Not in the usual way. Not according to the Caesars of the world. But God orders the world humbly and simply, nonviolently. And so we're meant to think about Jesus, this peculiar king. But secondly, the donkey, the ass, is meant to signal something about us. Jesus tells two of his disciples to go into a neighboring town and to find this beast of burden. He says, if anyone asks, respond, the master has need of it. There is, friends, an entire theological anthropology in that remark. What I mean is, there's a whole way of understanding the human person in that little remark. If someone challenges you, say, the master has need of it. This humble donkey pressed into service is a model of discipleship. I know, I know what we all want. We want to draw attention to ourselves. We want to have a great career. We want to do impressive things. We want to attract the adulation of the crowds. We want to aggrandize our egos. That's the ordinary desire. But what's the real good life? Finding your role, however humble, in God's great drama. The theodrama, the one being written, produced, and directed by God. The master has need of you. Big dealer, important person, great in the eyes of the world? No, a simple beast of burden. The master has need of you. When you find that and you accept it, you have found who you are in the deepest sense. What was the donkey's task? It can be stated very simply. He was a Christopher, a Christ-bearer. He carried the Lord into Jerusalem. He carried the Lord into the capital city where the Last Supper would take place, where his trial, his agony, his death and resurrection. The donkey plays a very important role in salvation history as the bearer of Christ at this key moment in his life. Would anyone have noticed him? Probably not, this little nothing creature. If they did notice him, it might just be to laugh at him. But yet, he had found his role in the theodrama. So we disciples... Balthazar said, the purpose of the Christian life is to disappear into the mission of a church. To disappear into your role, whatever it might be, however humble it might be. Your role as a Christopher, as a Christ-bearer. I think here of Francis of Assisi. When he was a young man, he dreamed great dreams. He wanted to be a knight. He wanted to be a 
leading citizen of the city. He wanted to be wealthy and famous and powerful. He had all the dreams of a young man. That's not what God wanted. God wanted him to be, in his humble, simple way, a Christopher, a bearer of Christ. So Francis gave up all of his worldly dreams, all his worldly ambitions, and he became this, frankly, ludicrous figure. I'm sure he inspired lots of merriment around central Italy. A bit like the donkey that carried Jesus into Jerusalem. Think of Ignatius of Loyola. Very similar story. He, as a young man, dreamed great dreams. He wanted to be a soldier. He wanted to be a great courtier. He wanted to wear fine clothes, attract the attention of the best people, to move among the best and brightest. But then after his conversion, he lived a life of radical simplicity and poverty and humility, spending cold nights outside in, on street corners and in doorways, traveling around Europe. Anyone looking at him would say, there's a vagabond, there's a ne'er-do-well, someone that's made nothing of his life. Yeah, in the eyes of the world. But Ignatius became, in his own humble way, like this donkey, a Christ-bearer. He played his role in the theodrama. What I love about this little ass, this little donkey, he's a sign that our lives are not about us. They're about becoming Christophers, each in our own way. Can I glance forward now a little bit from this account? On Palm Sunday, we hear this gospel. We also hear the reading of the Passion, Mark's version of it. I want to draw your attention to two figures, one of whom fails to imitate the donkey, the second of whom imitates him. We hear that Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's the darkest moment of his life. He's sweating blood. His disciples fall asleep, Peter, James, and John. Then the temple guards come to arrest him. They come with their clubs and their swords. There's a brief scuffle. The disciples battle for a time. And then, at the moment of truth, they flee. They all fled. And we hear about someone. He's unique in Mark's gospel. Only Mark tells this story. We hear of a young man wearing nothing but a white cloak. And as he runs off in fear into the night, abandoning Jesus at his moment of truth, as he runs off, they grab the cloak and he scampers naked into the woods. He's a very interesting figure, isn't he? He's a disciple of Jesus, a follower. And the clue is that white garment. That's a baptismal garment. When you were baptized in the ancient church, they put this white garment over your nakedness to symbolize your newness of life. At the moment of truth, when he was meant to be a bearer of Christ, he's meant to stand in defense of him, to stand with him if he had to, even to the point of death. He runs, leaving behind his baptismal identity. Brothers and sisters, to be baptized, it means to be this humble donkey. To accept your role in the theodrama. To bear Christ any way he wants to be born. This man in Mark's gospel refuses that identity. But then later in the story, 
we hear of someone who's a lot like the donkey. Listen, as Jesus makes his painful way to the cross, he falls several times. The Romans didn't want this. They didn't want him dying on the way. He was meant to die through the torture of the cross. And so they press into service a man who happens to be there in the route, Simon of Cyrene. Cyrene's in North Africa. He's probably a Jew who had made his way to Jerusalem for the Passover. He was from out of town, a visitor, a tourist, if you will. He's there watching this spectacle, and they press him into service. Frightening for him? Yes. Can you imagine? Suddenly, you're carrying the cross of a condemned man. You're in a procession that's presided over by Roman soldiers. Who knows what would happen? Who knows what they'll think about you? Maybe you'll end up on the cross. Imagine the fear that went right through Simon of Cyrene. Did he have lots of plans and projects and hopes and desires? Probably. Who knows what they were? But at that moment, at that key decisive moment, he was asked to play a role in the theodrama. He was, like the donkey, pressed into humble service to be for that moment a bearer of Christ. Does anyone remember any of Simon of Cyrene's plans? But now for 2,000 years we've told this story because in that moment he found his decisive role in God's drama. John Lennon said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. It's true, isn't it? Your plans, ah, they come and they go. But life is what happens to you when you are willing to be pressed into service as a Christopher, as a bearer of Christ. Keep this little donkey in mind as we begin Holy Week. He tells us a lot about Christ and a lot about ourselves. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.